Broadcasting from the Penny Arcade Expo in Seattle, Washington. It's going to have goop on it of some kind. Somebody at some point has sneezed or wiped their nose or fucking coughed into their hand or, like, scratched their balls and then touched that fucking controller. PAX Prime 2010. Yeah, some douche came up to me, fake coughed on me, which is real coughing if you didn't know, (laughs) and told me I was infected. And and I almost got kicked out of the con because I wanted to throw him down an escalator. This is the After the Fact Podcast. Yeah, I took a really good dump at PAX. (laughs) I took a really good dump at PAX. Oh, it was a satisfying large dump. This is a this is a, a secret surprise. This is a bonus episode of the After the Fact podcast. <laughs> uh, are, are we recording? We are recording now, and we are going to make. We're, I'm going to just call this the Bonus Pax Show. Bonus, um, <laughs> boner. On the Bonus Pax Show today, we have Micatron is back. Yo, I'm back. Uh, my now. wife Christina is on the show. Hello. And Jeff Callis of Penny Arcade is back for a post show wrap up. Yeah. You must have dirty pictures of me or something. The fact that I <laughs> came back again. I you, gotta come back. You came no, back. I actually to... had a really good conversation last time. So, so right how's, now I'm mentally exhausted though. How's Pax been for you? Uh, I think it was a uh, well, you know, I'm 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 a glass half full kind of guy. No, I think it went really well. I'm coming off the euphoria of the Omegathon final round. Okay. How'd that go? Oh my god! Did you? you what guys was have the game? No, no, I've never seen it before. So so well. The final game is always a big secret, and this year, uh, the way Jerry introduced it, it was fantastic. Where he's like, "It's an ancient game. It involves turns. There's an element of strategy." And the curtain pulls back, and it's a giant claw machine. Oh my god, <laughs> that's awesome! And they had to compete to how many plushes they could pull out. Oh, oh. and it was and it was full of like. Um, uh, a Heartless from Kingdom Hearts and Yoshi and Koopas, um, Skull from PvP, uh, Jinxlet from Star Slope Crisis, the other web comics for those who yeah, don't yeah. watch, um, don't read the web comics. Just a full, uh, there's uh, like Final Fantasy, uh, Black Mage plushies, just all sorts of just industry geek culture plushies in this thing, and they took turns trying to use the claw to get it. <laughs> so is that the weirdest <laughs> final Omegathon round? Yeah, well, I don't know if about weird. Um, all of them are really good. We, we talked about this a little bit on the last show, talked about the history of them. It's just really hard to keep topping ourselves. And, and um, in East, we had this awesome marathon of, of old classic NES stuff. Uh, the year before here, we had Skee-Ball. Um, it's nice. Just, it, they're all games meant to... Just One year we did, we unveiled like multiplayer levels of Halo 3 before anyone had seen them. And it, it, it's just... It's... it's it's always something to just kind of be a surprise and bring the community together and oh my god moment for everybody. Uh-huh. And it was amazing. Where where else in the world can you see a, th- a theater that normally hosts symphonies of 3,000 people give a standing ovation for picking up a plush toy? <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It's just the energy is so good because everyone, and, and the guy, yeah, he wins a, a trip to Japan, right? Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, he's going to TGS, right? Yeah, he's going to TGS, but he's got tons of money. You can go to Akihabara and just go yes. nuts. And, yes. Go to Super know? Potato. Something. Yeah. 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 Jeez, get the best freaking ramen in the world down right Oh, shit. So did this person actually plan to play 
uh, the cl- the big claw game. It's psychic in some way. No, <laughs> no, the guy who won did really well. He he uh, he got I think five. It was it was each person had like fifteen turns. Okay, and he got like five, so he was doing really well. And the For other a claw guy machine, got one. That's amazing. Yeah, he was. He's a claw machine savant, apparently. Apparently, <laughs> I mean, and they just I mean, need they a little don't... kid to climb in there like that one YouTube video. <laughs> some little kid. Yeah, I got it. it. Yeah, but I mean, they no one knows what it is, and we we try very hard not to. When it comes Spill out on beans. stage, the, the theater goes into lockdown. Essential personnel only. Um, it's always draped and mismarked as something else. And see now, what you need secret. to. I think now what you need to do is get get a video game company to actually reveal their next project as a playable Omegathon final. So, yeah, we've, like we've the talked wizard. about that, but we actually, the one year we did use Halo 3, there was a lot of resentment. They thought, oh, Microsoft has bought the Omegathon. Oh, and it, it, it wasn't sponsored. It was just the timing worked out really well. Yeah. It was the next really big game. And they had some new stuff. Gamers like, are retarded. Well, it goes back to that <laughs> keynote. Yes. It goes back to that keynote of of you feel like you own sure. this kind of elitism, and when other people start intruding on it, you feel that somehow your your experience gets diluted. <laughs> yeah, which, which, which is which, an absurd attitude. And that just goes back to I, gamers I, are stupid. Well, <laughs> no, I'm not going to insult gamers in general, but I'm I, a gamer. I, 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 we so do it yeah, on the show I, all the time. Yeah, I, I mean, understand. We're all gamers. I understand the point of view. It's just it's it's. I I feel the same way about other media. I remember. It's, it's so, so stupid. I remember reading Jurassic Park. Uh huh. I, I read that before like three it, days, right? Yeah, yeah, before it became New York Times number one. Sure. I mean, Crichton was a huge seller anyway. Yeah. But I remember picking up the book and going, wow, oh, this is awesome because, oh, damn it, I hit the mic. Um, Whatever. I, I picked up the book and uh, read it, and, and then after that, okay, New York Times. Everyone's like, oh, no, movie. Everyone's reading the book. And I, I'd get really pissed when I'd like be out and people are reading the book that I read. And, I'm, you know, and it's such a stupid <laughs> attitude to have. It's like, I, get over yourself. Yeah. I like that band before it was cool. Yeah, yeah. the hipster yeah. mentality. Yeah. yeah, hipsters are... It is amazing. It, it is amazing how, how close the, that hipster mentality um, uh, is to the like punk punker mentality like punk people yeah. who liked punk like yeah. the punk movement and, and punk bands it's out. like yeah. Yeah. yeah fucking they closed down CBGB's you know and and every they, so- every faction of society has that yeah though. Yeah, I've got a I've got a friend on Facebook who's really really into punk bands and uh, got really pissed off because one of his um, one of his friends bought their child a um, Pixies onesie and I was like you have to understand, though, that the people who were really into the Pixies when they were popular so are now having children really and funny. have grown up and become adults, and they want their kids to be in on it, too. I would love to see, like, a too. Sex Pistols onesie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would just be awesome. Well, and the funny thing is... Johnny that, Rotten. <laughs> seriously. All over myself. But it, you, you want your kids to be into the stuff you were into t- to some degree. So even the music that you listen to, like I'm going to, I'm going to introduce my kids to butt rock. Absolutely. And they're going to be listening to, sh- they're going to be listening to shit. Like, you, you know, you can't hear it, but I'm rolling my eyes. Yeah. Well, and I roll them audibly. The I, I, I grew up in the eighties. So yeah. I kind of, so there's plenty of great. Aha. Uh-huh. 
the Bengals. Sure. Oh, don't get me wrong. Uh, 80s pop, absolutely. <laughs> Dude, uh, we've talked multiple times on this show about how one of the best things in my life is the fact that I actually made a Pandora station based on Rick Astley. Uh, and it is the most amazing station pop you? station you having just said what you said if you did it you would I would, I would enjoy it because yeah. it needed right no refining whatsoever uh, I put Rick Astley in and I mean aside from the fact that it uh, pro uh, tip aside from Rick Astley everything else is <laughs> <was> awesome <laughs> so so anyway not to go off subject oh dear god we've been <laughs> off subject all night um, isn't that we should just call it the off subject podcast <laughs> that may or may not be about video games yeah, no, but so hey, I, since since I've seen you, did you get a chance to go to the show floor at all? Yeah, actually, we what, spent what most of today. We saw a lot of shit. Um, I know you've probably talked about it on the show, so you're, no, that's fine. Your listeners, but I'm curious, so what were what were the top games? Infamous that you saw two for me. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an infamous two, two nut. Mickey. Epic Mickey. I didn't get a chance to play it. I really wanted to, but now I just have to go buy it. And play <laughs> it so. um, right. There were do, 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 Torchlight two. Looks pretty uh, pretty yeah. spectacular. Yeah. Um, uh, Death Spank looks uh, really yeah, good. Um, uh, there was uh, the one that we stopped by that it was like an isometric uh, role-playing game on Xbox Live called uh, Islands of Wakfu. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks really cool. Someone mentioned that. Too. Um, it's it's really pretty. Yeah. Like it's just really well designed. I like good, that. Good. And so, what? Um, did any? Did you get a chance to go through like the tabletop free play area and see any like unusual? board or tabletop games that kind of leaped out at you? Not this like time. Not really. Yeah. We, we spent uh, most of our time on the show floor itself, oh. trying yeah. to see the actual video games. Yeah. So this is funny, because, I, I mean, it's it's our show, right? God, I, I end up finding out what's going... Aside from my, my small corner of the universe, all my feedback of, of what was cool at the show comes from the attendees. <laughs> I, don't get to, <laughs> I don't get to attend my show or our show. It's not really my show, our show. Um, and and it's I sometimes I'll make a point of trying to go to specific panels, but I'm so wrapped up in making sure that certain events go off without a hitch. Now that you're actually on the show, I have to say that the uh, picture game design panel is awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm I glad was, you like it. You you actually were we able to were there. Yeah, we went. Fantastic, dude! I'm I shook your hand it. after the panel ended. <laughs> I was there. Oh God! See, and this you, is a little blur. Yeah. <laughs> well, the problem was is right after picture game was um, the live D and D panel. I know that's when you, you were like you were you had mentioned something to me about staying for that, and I and I was like um, I was gonna say something to you, but then you started you got. Sp- swirled up in this flurry of, of moving tables and chairs and shit around and I was just like I'm going to let him do his thing and I'm going to back off because I've, I haven't run anything this large. I have run large-ish mm-hmm. events before and I completely understand that it's just like that. you, you, you got to let people do what they do sometimes. Yeah. You know? yeah. So I, I appreciate like that. Like judging magic. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I came over there and I was like hey, you know, I totally I'm going to go do something else. Bye. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I'm glad that you enjoyed Picture Game. Uh, it was it was weird this it year. Dipped a little in the middle. Well, there. because people, it's really hard to mock solid concepts. Yeah, and yeah. there got this, yeah. there was this thing of really serious concepts where there was actually some Potential. germane real game design. Yeah, real yeah, game like design yeah. that was like, wow, I can I can see how to exploit this to make a real game. Um, it's the silly, goofy ideas that make it easy to riff. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I think there were enough high moments. It it it, it was entertaining. What would um, it take for me to be on that panel? <laughs> you need to I, have. I, I can heckle people like so fucking you either crazy. Need, you need either need to be internet famous for your humor, 
So give it a year or two with the podcast, right? Oh, God. Okay. Um, or uh, actually have uh, a background in in either Games. producing Smocking. or gaming, game design background um, that you can publicly announce. That's what I'm saying. Shit. Oh, well. well so, so next, so next then I'll, so I'll just, uh, I'll just, like I'll will go up and propose game designs and let you heckle me. How about that? We'll, <laughs> that we'll do that. <laughs> just the, only, the only problem is, is you got to make sure to get in that line before we cut it off. Can I be a plan? Yeah. I will be true. My brother was in the line when I cut it off, oh so he gosh. did not get a pitch. Yeah. I will. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can I be an audience plant and heckle people from the audience? Like fuck, maybe I'll just that do it anyway. You'll be awesome. one of many because there's yeah, that, that that tends to happen. There anyway. was surprisingly yeah. little, and I tried to heckle people from the audience every once in a while, and I got kind of glared at by people well, around me, so and I was like, "Here's the problem." Well, I thought that. it was supposed and to be audience participation. Well, the thing is, is our our the industry and, and the geek culture in general is usually filled with very intelligent, funny people. Mm -hmm. And everyone tries to kind of one-up one another. So when yeah. you get to when you get to a situation like that, uh, people get very upset when, uh, when you're detracting from whoever actually has the mic. Yeah. Because yeah. they're like, well, I didn't get to make a one-liner. You shouldn't be allowed to make a one-liner, too. So there's a little bit of that going on. Which is really strange, because it seems like the environment of that particular panel would be built around uh, making people laugh in whatever way you can, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, it, it, I mean, every year is a little different. I, I think I even mentioned this at the beginning, is, like, everyone ends up developing a weird theme. And, yeah. Uh, what was this year's sperm and sperm. fire? Yeah. <laughs> I did not see it going there. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was very unusual. And then. And then yeah. And then afterwards, the the live D and D podcast, which it sounds like you stepped out for. Yeah. Um, was epic. I a room full of twelve hundred people, ch cheering dice roll, and a standing ovation for a well delivered line and character. Wow. Yeah, awesome. yeah, it was yeah, fantastic. It will be released cool. on Watsi will will release it um, on the website. We're gonna as as a video kind of podcast. That's cool. So there was a full camera crew there, filming all of it, and uh, it'll it'll be broken up into bite sized. So chunks. was this a uh, was Will Wheaton actually in this or was he? No, he was he was, he a, was one there? of the party members. Oh, okay, because it was all about him resurrecting his old yeah, character. Yeah, so right, I, I don't want to spoiler alert, right? Uh, but it turned out that um, I, they went to a temple to do a ritual to resurrect him and it didn't work <laughs> and they found out the only reason it didn't work is someone else had beaten them to it oh, dun, dun, dun. so then there yeah. was the rescue of Aelfell huh. it involved multiple planes <laughs> that's nice. cool nice. So, so, was this actually in the hidden area or no no this was in the, the, the Pegasus in the uh, hotel which was that actually we're in right the, now. The, yeah, right? it was in the yeah. Sheraton Ballroom. Um, oh, I see. It was a, it, we took over the ballroom and turned it into a 1,200-seat a theater. Nice. Yeah. Probably and one of the so few ones that could actually fill that ballroom. It did. It filled it. It failed it so much, we turned people away. Yeah. Wow. Can you, so think about this for a sec. Live Dungeons & Dragons mm -hmm. in which a room for 1,200 people was not big enough. Yeah. <laughs> That's insane. I, it's, you know, it's, it's one of those it's rare awesome. things that only happens at PAX. Yeah. Well, and when you get celebrity-ish people, you know, doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, playing, yeah. So. I mean, there is those with geek. I'm sure if we had a freaking D and D game with me, 
probably uh, wouldn't Vin draw twelve hundred people. Vin Diesel and Felicia Day and, and Will. And, yeah, you know, it, it, the place would freak the fuck out. But yeah, Vin Diesel is apparently a huge. Oh, we oh, tried to get him. Huge nerd. Yeah. A huge apparently nerd. So is, well, D and D nerd specifically. Yeah. He plays WoW too, though. Uh, well, dude, you are tired. I can see uh, yeah, it. Yeah, my eyes like, are bloodshot. <laughs> yeah, and it's not because of booze. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not yet. Anyway, no, that was last night. Really? What ended up happening last night? I. I, I just you end up let's see by the time I was done with what I was actually responsible for it was close to 10.30 and I Oof. hadn't had lunch or dinner um, so I met up with some friends and we went and had drinks on an empty stomach and then some food <laughs> and then a conversation and um, wandered into the concerts for a little while and then there was a couple parties and next thing I know it's 2.30 and I'm stumbling back into bed <laughs> nice it was a good time but um any any interesting stories from last night? Uh, no, not specific. I mean, the CCP po- party, White Wolf was freaking insane. Um, yeah, I, they always throw a crazy. I heard about party. that. So I was do, doing magic judging yes, yesterday and the day before, and there was a, a a wizards party, and that was at I believe um, the Showbox, Showbox Soto, and that was really cool. And they, they gave away a prize. Like a friend of mine got a a, a giant opal worth like several thousand dollars Whoa. at this party and hmm. but a lot of people actually said no i'm going to the white wolf party because that is, i hear is a crazy time uh, yeah white wolf, that's what i've always heard we went to a, i went to a white wolf party at gen con that was pretty fucking awesome so the party and at that was GDC? in 03 was at a bondage club nice, nice. <laughs> <laughs> That uh, that that's might promising. Be, that, yeah, that sounds fun. <laughs> the place was nuts. It was crazy. I was like, "Wow, when's Blade gonna show up and kill everybody?" <laughs> <laughs> Imagine hiring models for raining that. Blood there. It was raining blood, and it was pretty much it could have been. For a company that doesn't really make anything anymore, it's that's pretty impressive. <laughs> it's Eve Online, right? It's all it's Eve yeah, Online money. True. It's the CCP money. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was it was crazy. The concerts were freaking phenomenal. It was all people that you hate. I found out. So yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so MC front a lot, a lot of Gen- stuff. Though. MC front a lot. Was, okay, so I am indifferent toward Jonathan Colton. Like I, I don't like nor hate him. All right, uh, MC front a lot can fucking die in a fire. Um, yeah. I have heard, however, that Paul and Storm is awesome. Paul and I have Storm not super actually funny. heard them at oh, all. Yeah, you should. Uh, so you should use the internets and uh, and grab grab just. Definitely. Uh, so if you appreciate sometimes um, parody humor, not not Weird Al per se, but um, they do a real They funny might be bit. giants. Was uh, well, sort of. Yeah, sort they're of? very kind of. They Stephen might be Lynch. A little bit. Um, so they do a bit where uh, you know who Randy Newman is, right? The yeah, composer. Yeah. And all his showbiz music kind of got the same kind of melody, all the Toy Story songs right. and stuff that he does. And they do this bit where what if Randy Newman did the score to Lord of the Rings? <laughs> and it's like, go little hobbit, go. It's, just, it's really funny. It's, it's fantastic. So, so just listen he, to that. Is he actually serious? Who? I can't tell. Randy, Randy Newman? Newman? He's know. serious. I don't know. I don't know him personally. He's absolutely serious. Oh, he's, he's the best music troll ever. <laughs> it's like an art. So. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, it's completely off topic. I, I, I just, yeah, it was a. It was We're talking awesome about the concerts. Concert. It's not off topic. It was, it was a really good concert. There was some really fun numbers in there. Um, yeah, and so yes, yeah, so I am exhausted. It's been a full day, but I am more than happy to to discuss things. Absolutely, thank you for dropping Yay. by. This is cool. So, out of the things that you saw, what was your favorite then? Uh, my personal highlight was that live D and D game. It was, it was just. Um, 
because because it's it's improv comedy, right? Yeah. And uh, and I, I I knew the structure of the event, but I didn't know what the guys participating would say, and they ended up being so funny. And uh, you, for me, who all was in the game other than it Will was Wheaton? it was Mike and Jerry, and, uh, so Gabe and Tycho from from PA, and uh, and Scott Kurtz from PVP. Oh, and, okay. And what was great is when we we did the first podcast, Mike um, specifically had never played D anD D before. He was a novice, and he and he actually seemed to hate it. Well, he he figured out that he liked it, and he's become a really good for the last two years, a really good DM. And he's gotten so good that at one point he made a suggestion in the live game where the DM, who is a, a Watsi, Chris Perkins, who's, who's like mm-hmm. known at Watsi yeah. for being a, an incredible DM, went and said, you don't need a roll. <laughs> that is nice. so awesome. I'm just going to let you do it. And to see that evolution of a player um, to, to, to do creative problem solving, to me, was fantastic. And the cr- crowd erupts and everything. It was just, it was really fulfilling just to see, to see someone someone level up their gaming yeah. <laughs> to, to use something like that but um, so that was that was a big highlight for me I believe the quote from him was the only way I would have played that game if someone paid me and then someone and paid, him, paid to him to do to play it. it and he learned that he uh, hey yeah. this, this game is a lot of fun I have not met very many people that given the right party given the right group of people to play D&D with will walk away not liking it yeah, yeah. And, and that's what and I've that's really what it takes is even, the people that you're playing a, with a somewhat okay first time experience you can still appreciate it yeah. and then try to have a better experience the next time I remember your first experience you told oh, me about you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hear was, this story this is um, I, hear story. I, had, I was in high school had some friends who played D&D this was second edition loved it were telling me about it the the adventures they'd go on, the having a character that you're able to level up and build up. And I'm like, hey, that sounds really cool. I'd love to do it sometime. So they invited me over one night, and they basically build my character for me. They had me roll the dice, mm-hmm. and then they basically build my character because second edition is so complicated. There's no way I was yeah. going to be able to grasp it in an hour to be able to build a character. So we sit down and start playing. And they're like, okay, so now it's your turn. What do you do? I'm like, what can I do? What am I supposed to do? They're like, well, roll that die. So they'd point to a die. I'd roll it, and they'd tell me what would happen. So it was, I wasn't really participating very much <laughs> until... Um, you were a very passive player. Yeah, yeah. Until it got to be nighttime in the game. And they're like, okay, so now we're going to sleep. Uh, we'll have somebody on watch, but we're, out, we're actually just going to go to sleep now. So what they did is they stood up from the table we were playing at. They went into the living room and went and curled up in sleeping bags on the floor to replicate their characters going to sleep in the game. <laughs> <laughs> this is my first wow, experience. I'm like, okay, weird you know, blend this, of is, LARP this is a little, this is a little weird for me. Yeah. And so I'm like laying on this floor and the DM's like, you hear a sound. I'm like, so what do I do? And so one of the other guys who's playing, he like turns over to me. He's like, wake me up. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I wake him up. <laughs> and then we go back, we get up and we go back over the table to start rolling for this combat we're going into. <laughs> that seems like a whole lot of effort. To this. I've heard this story just millions of times, sleeping. and every time I'm like, a whole lot of effort just to show that you're sleeping. Just out of curiosity, the social group that you were with, were you uh, romantically entangled with any of no. them? No. Were you the only female? Yes. 
I think, oh, I think I think they just wanted to say they got into sleeping bags with a girl. <laughs> that is entirely possible. Or in the that same is, room. You know what? In all the years I've heard this story, I've never come to that conclusion. Yeah, I've never thought and of that. Fun, you know, think sick like me. That's, that's my broken brain. To be honest, when you first said my first experience in high school, I was really hoping you were going lesbian, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Is that oh. inappropriate? You cut that out. That's, That's not inappropriate. <laughs> uh, y- you, you haven't obviously listened to me very often. Have you? <laughs> Why, you had a lesbian experience? <laughs> oh, much worse. <laughs> Whoa. Fantastic. Uh, I'm an equal wait, opportunity offender. What are we talking about right now, actually? D&D and oh. sleeping bags. Dungeons and Dragons. So highlights, highlight for the show. Yeah, that was, that was my personal one. And the, and the Omegathon final round is always a highlight. It's, it's, it's the perfect... Uh, and cap to the to the whole thing. It must be nice to be able to just wander into the concert whenever you want, isn't it? I, I because do, I I I do abuse <laughs> the power of the all access badge. Because I was not interested in waiting in line for two no, and a half hours. And I feel really bad for like close personal friends who can't, uh, you know. Hey, were, bye. Go wait in line for two hours. I'm sorry. I can't help you. There was part <laughs> yeah. of me last night that was very, or the night before last, that was very tempted to come down really early and get in line for the keynote only to get a wristband and leave, mm. you know, <laughs> just so I could get yeah, into the yeah, concert. Yeah. But because it's like That's two, so even two years ago, we were discussing this before, even two years ago, it, it wasn't even close to that. It was, you know, there was no. 300 people watching the mini bosses in a room where everybody was standing or like chilling on the floor. Well, you know, it, the problem, the pro- and this is my only semi-issue with the venue, is, is Benaroya has fixed seating, right? Right. So however many seats there are, that's, that's how, how many, many people, people you can, can get, get in. in. Yeah. Um, but the upside is the acoustics are great, and it's, just, it's a great place to hear music. Um, if you take a ballroom and you set up a temporary stage and do kind of festival seating and people can, you can fit a lot more people. People can wander in and out. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, the upside, that's the upside. The downside is usually it's, it's not very good for the musicians. You, right. you, you lose the music into the corners. Uh, things like that. So it's it's because that's how it was in Boston. Um, this last time is it was we just their main theater. They were able to take all the chairs out, and so it was just standing room. And they had some couple rows in the back, and you, you fit a lot more people in there. And, and and so we didn't need to do wristbands. I mean, we did it just in case because we didn't know how it turned out. But you know, it, people come to see the first band and they leave, and then you can let more people in and stuff. And we can't do that with this particular venue. It's it's hard capped. Yeah, and, and yeah we so. were going to try to go just see the mini bosses, but before we were going to go over there, um, somebody we were sitting with, they're like, yeah, don't even bother. It's closed seating. They won't let you in. We're like, okay, well, never mind. Yeah. Because I've never so. actually seen the mini bosses. No, I feel bad. I'm sorry. If don't I feel bad. No, if, I could, if I could use my all access power to good, I would. But <laughs> uh, yeah, but then I, you'd then end up letting everyone yeah, in the convention and then, in. And then, and then it would defeat nice the guy. purpose. And, and, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I wouldn't be able to get to where I need to be. Your powers of good create packs. Well, no, and that I, is plenty so, good. So I'm yes. going to put on the record officially now the, the people that you really need to thank. Here are their names. The people you really need to thank for packs that. that Blood, sweat, and tears is Mike Faylauer, okay. um, who who is the primary expo hall guy. Uh, David Kaufman, who is operations, and Robert Koo, uh, who's kind of overseeing all of that. Um, those those three. Um, there there are others. We're partnered with a company called Reed, and there's some very important people over there. That uh, uh, Kehill White's one of them. Uh, that Pax is their full time job, basically. Sure. Um, and uh, 
uh, I am just thankful. They said three days. There's my voice. It's not puberty. It's just <laughs> screaming at concerts. It might be puberty. I'm hoping they descend soon. Um, <laughs> the only when you're excited. That's right. Maybe if we hear another lesbian story. Uh, the uh, it's <laughs> a really warm quick, room. Get more lesbians over here. That's right. Um, so. They, they, they. I'm fortunate enough to work in a company where uh, I'm allowed to go along for the ride, yeah. and uh, and fill fill a role that that needs to be done. So, so I'm not sure if this is a, something that's feasible for PAX. And here, here's my moment of right. feedback. No, while this you're is good. Here. We love. We have um, all sorts of post feed, you know, post show. What what went wrong? What can we do better? And so I'd love to hear this. When stuff. we went to Gen Con this year, the pre-registration site for Gen Con. Mm-hmm gives people the ability to reserve event tickets for every single panel at the con, even if it's free. So if you want to go to a panel, you you order tickets, you sign up for an account on the Gen Con site, and you order tickets to everything you want to go do. And then when you get to event registration, everything's in envelopes by name, and they just hand you the envelope that has all your event tickets in it. And then, <clears throat> so going to a panel, for instance... Um, if people have pre-registered for the panel, then those they, people are in their own line, yep. and it, they show that they hand the ticket. Tickets get torn; they go in, and if there's seats left over, anybody then, else then that just wanders can in, in can come in. That's yeah. interesting. That's an um, interesting method. It was really nice because then you can sign up for two panels in a row, and not worry about being way yeah, back in yeah, line yeah, and not having get a good in. seat right. or That's not getting in. That's interesting. I, 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 we've talked about it, and it actually happened with the main theater in Ustream. So you could have Ustreamed the concerts. Um, okay. That happened yeah. in the theater. Uh, you know, we're always looking for, for ways. And, and, uh, and I don't got know. You streamed back. There was a room back at the convention center that you could see what was happening at the main Oh, theater. wow. So there was a big group of people in the queue room. Oh, right, right. Um, that got to watch the final event in the Omegathon. So we're, we're looking for ways to make, uh, for those who can't get physically in the room, yeah. to have accessibility to, to, to everything. But. Yeah, that's an interesting suggestion. I, I will definitely... Hold on. Epic win. Make a quest. Wait, I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of those things because they, they did that have also... That seems to be the new thing, right? The, the Epic, win Epic, win, Epic win app on iPhone. Everyone's like, I'm just turning my life into quests. It's the game your life. <laughs> Yeah, it's something that worked for Gen Con, I think. Um, Gen it, Con, I mean, Gen Con's clearly I, I, I only can, a third the size of I can see some logistic packs, issues in there, but, sure. but um, you know, and, and yeah, I'll, t- I'll take it back and I'll, and I'll, I don't I'll know put if it you, on the table. I don't know if you guys have any I, kind of relationship with Gen Con LLC I, I, at all in order to talk to them about it, but um, unless it's a negative relationship. Oh, I, I see I the look on your face. Now I, I want to hear this. I am unfamiliar with, uh, with how that works, to be honest. I just, seriously, I'm not lying to you. I have no <laughs> idea. I, I am one of those folks that... Sometimes the less I, I'm one of those, you know what? I don't really want to know the details because then yeah. I don't have to answer questions and I don't have to be responsible. And that's fair. And so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how that relationship works. There, I would, I not necessarily with Gen Con, but I've heard because the growth of PAX is kind of unprecedented. Yeah. In yes. terms of cons, uh, other cons are very jealous. And I, that's too bad. Deservedly I feel so. bad. Deservedly so because I, I think I think the the. I the just issue. want to be loved. Well, I think we discussed this on Friday, but I think that part of that growth is because of the fact that it's um, there are there are fan cons for everything else, but video games have always been relegated to media events In- and industry and things. Industry things. So that's what went wrong with E3. Yeah. I think. Well, what's funny thing. is when they well, tried to go public, they, it was it was. It didn't work. Yeah, it was a colossal failure. E for all, you mean? Yeah, the E yeah, for all. Yeah, because like E three. 
E3 was big and loud and obnoxious. It and it, I mean, it came back with a vengeance. Yeah, and it... And but it, but it's, the problem that they, it's all retail buyers, right? And they, and that's the thing. They all said at the time that um, they said it was a media and media and industry only convention. But every jackass that worked at GameStop and had a buddy could get a badge. Yep. So they they were like, oh, we got to put a kibosh on that, and that fucked them over. And well, they needed to control it. I mean, but the problem is, is now I mean, it's E three's back exactly to what it was, but now they realize. The target is press, right? Because you're gathering all the press in one place, and it's 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 a big enough splash to make mainstream right press and retail buyers. Um, so they they've focused the E3 um, much more sharply on. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're not trying to to be something that we couldn't, um, but it's oh, it's still it's over the top. It's crazy. It's loud. Yeah. Um, kind of like packs. Yeah, I don't know. The difference, though, is that with E3, you have to be there. So everyone's unhappy. <laughs> yeah. With PAX, you want to be there. Exactly. So you're happy. <laughs> that's, that's actually a pretty yeah. astute observation <laughs> because I hear, uh, I, I read articles from the media that do go to E3 who fucking hate it. Oh, yeah. They it's, hate it's, it's a, it's having a slog. to run all over the it's goddamn not a real place. Word. I make up a word. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, you're slogging through it. Sure, yeah. we'll call it there a slog. There you go. I like it. Um, but you know, you're running all over the place, just trying to go to meetings and go to uh, fucking panels and like s- get reveals and blah blah it blah like to they write do your it stories. All over LA, they need to centralize. Well, it in no, one it's, area. it's it's in they the convention center, they but the problem is, is the, okay. the problem is, is all the press events are all, all like ones at the Kodak and ones at the Nokia and, and ones here, and so the press are going from from venue to venue to venue to see all of the major publishers' press junkets. Yeah. Tour, and they want to impress the press, then you go to the press. Don't make the press come to well, you. Yeah, I mean, so, and some people are doing that. There's there's a lot more. One of the big shifts I've seen within the last five years is uh, they'll do these uh, summits. Yeah, yeah, and media these summits. Media yeah. summits where they'll take the products that are coming out over the next three or four months and uh, fly out a group of, of selected press and and then, you know, put them up in a hotel for a weekend, wine and dine them and, and sit them down in suites and, uh, and and have them play the games there. Um, so so some companies just... But, but you don't get USA Today that way. You don't get yeah. Good Morning America. You don't get the blurb on, on you know, all the, all the big... Uh, the big mainstream yeah, media the mainstream sites, stuff. yeah. So... Anyway. Yeah, I'm. Um, I'm. I love this con. I'm I, happy. I'm, I'm very you. happy with this that, con. But I so. appreciate your feedback as well, and I, I'm glad that you were able to uh, set up set up your mics and kind of kind of get your ear to the ground here. And uh, absolutely. I, 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 yeah. I just thank you very much for the feedback. Thank you for coming. It's it's really uh, packs would not be packs without the. The community, not I, I, I can say without the attendees, of course, duh, stupid. Um, but <laughs> but it's it's the attitude that the attendees bring. It's the sense of community. Um, you know, the big tagline we always use is "Pax" for Pax is "Welcome home." Yeah. yeah. When you come to Pax, it's you are you are with people who won't judge you for being into what you're being into. Maybe. 
I mean, there's a little bit, you know, we still, <laughs> we still look down on the LARPers, right? But, um, <laughs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. That's amazing. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So much. I know. So I know who at the table does it. <laughs> That's okay. LARPers will always have furries to look down on. Oh yeah, uh, that's true. There, there is definitely we could always there is definitely the a hierarchy of pecking order. There is, but yes. but but you are much more likely to be accepted. And for a lot of people, and you see this a lot in the Q and As, is people are like, well, it's always very emotional. They'll come up and I just want to say thank you. I grew up in this small town, and I didn't have other people that were into video games, and they, no one no one has understood me. Yeah, and and it's it's really. It's for them. This is the PAX is for them. I mentioned I mentioned to someone else. Serious, honest. Oh, I mentioned this. uh, Lesbians at the (laughs) (laughs) lesbians. Surprised about sex Uh, at the magic area in the hidden room or the hidden level. uh, A lot of new people are getting back or getting into magic or coming back to magic, and it's really interesting because I played magic in middle school, which was like. A, a near-death experience at most most occasions, and yeah. there will always be some jock-headed person that comes up as to you. As soon as you put the card deck out, you're fearing for your life. And they're like, oh, magic. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, those guys are total faggots. This game's awesome. <laughs> it's so weird because they're like, yeah, I used to take cards from those little little faggots. Yeah, this game's cool. <laughs> it is so weird. It happens all the time. Really? Where it's sort of there's this reappropriation of people who think it's really nerdy and awful and try to make fun of it, but it's just kind of they're phobic of it because they actually like it. So speaking of the hidden level, I have a question to ask. Sure. They that room and that okay. annex has been at every PAX that I've been to. Uh, the true. last three. Last, not this one, the last one, and the one no. before. It was not available last year. Really? Was yeah. it available the year before that? It was, and it was unfinished. Okay. Right. It was completely unfinished. What was odd about that for me was that the, the instructions on how to get there in the, in the map were to go up and through, through the, the con hall and then down the escalators. When I, It took me going in there... And I literally had to, I was wandering around. I'm like, where the fuck is this? And then I was wandering and I, I saw the down escalators and I went down the escalators and I'm like, this, hey, this looks, this and then I walked out outside. the door and then I went to the out, I went out the door and I'm like, I've been here with fucking A. And you used I the was, code, man. You used the outdoor door code, the outdoor, <laughs> outside door code. No, you're supposed to go through the level and find the secret entrance. I guess that was what it was. <laughs> but a man, video it, was, game. it took it took forever it's to meta find play that there. goddamn place when I could have just walked up the fucking street and gone in. <laughs> the direction should have said, "Go to the secret place." Dude, we've been holding this convention here forever, or since since we left uh, Maiden Bower. I'm still finding areas like yeah, I didn't know. I found a whole restaurant downstairs today that I had <laughs> never seen before. That place I'm like, is don't talk about it though. I won't talk no, about it. I'm just saying. Tell. I'm just like I had never seen it before, and it's nice and, and quiet. It's, and it's and quiet. Yeah. Good food. And it's quiet at every packs. Like I, I've, I've, the last three like, packs is. It's like you can't see place. it from the main pathway, so nobody yeah. knows about it, and nobody goes there. Exactly. They, need, they really so need a sign that says "food this way." Let's not put a sign up. Okay, leave it the way it is. You know what? I want that. They were the hidden. Level. Little secret yeah, they thing. Really were. 
And if it ever starts to get crowded, I think that we need to actually like take the place and move it down another level. <laughs> move it yeah. into the fucking parking lot or someplace <laughs> where nobody can see it. There's no ventilation and no lighting. Yeah. That works. You, you go into the, the, the what was formerly the mugging. restaurant. Yeah. <laughs> what was formerly the restaurant is now occupied by a sign that says "Go away." Yeah. So yeah, and and uh, I think there's a little tiny more space in that annex that we can take. Next. I don't know. I'm not in ops. I have no idea what their plans are for expansion. So yeah, I, th- I, I am I not. I am true. not authorized to speak for the corporation. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think it would be cool. I mean, the the show's got to go somewhere, right? It's got to. It's getting bigger, and it's yeah, got to. Yeah, it's yeah, got to yeah. continue right. to get. I, bigger. I, I'm curious myself. Um, it definitely felt my, like more people than last year. Um, yeah, although it, at moments it wasn't as crowded. Yeah, exactly. Because there's a lot of. I mean, you just go the, out on the street and the, the four or five blocks to the Benaroya, there's these huge, massive packs of people with, with PAX badges. PAX. PACs, packs, packs of people with, with packs. PAX. PACs with PACs. Well, the other thing I felt like because of the expansion of the ex- ex- Expo Hall into the, into the area across the Sky Bridge. Uh, the, I was the, so happy to yeah, see that. That was awesome. To have more of the main booths over there. Uh, it felt like the aisleways were a little wider and there was more room to move. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that was just dispersal. I mean, I, yeah. I, I know for a fact that the aisleways aren't, weren't any bigger than they were, but I, yeah, I was a, it was much easier well, to walk around in the Expo Hall just in, because things got dispersed a little yeah, bit. Yeah, well, yeah. and I think, it, I think the dispersal meaning that, like, before in that area across the Sky Bridge, there wasn't a lot of, like, the, the main company's booths. There was a lot of side stuff and a lot of smaller indie yeah. stuff. When but and so everything last year, all the major companies were crammed into the one North Hall. Yeah. So everybody is in that North Hall. But being or able South to South Hall, s- That's the South. Oh, the no. South Hall. Hold on. Nope. Let me get right. North Hall. North Hall. I was right the first <laughs> so everybody's crammed in there, trying to go to all those big booths. Being able to separate them out and spread them, spread the people out too, which was awesome. It was so much nicer walking yeah. around this year than well, it was last year. Well, you know, the year. problem is, is that the big guys want big booths in that yeah. little area just south of the Skybridge couldn't accommodate a big booth. So once we opened up that larger room yeah, um, that could accommodate the larger booths with the big signs and the walls and the, the video screens, um, the big companies were able to go, oh, okay, I, now I can get the square footage that I want and yeah. here's where we can put it. And so it, it, it worked out really well. Um, the exhibitors that I've talked to were all very happy. Um, but what's great for them is, this is going back to kind of the E3 point, they're used to working shows where the people... The presser, I got to get my story, or the buyer is in to say, "Well, we got to impress you, how, impress upon you how great this game is, so you allocate enough shelf space to yeah. the boxes." And it, it it almost energizes those doing the demos because the people are so grateful yeah. to get a chance to play these games ahead of time. You know, most those that are in the industry kind of take for granted access, early access to software sometimes. Well, we also had a great experience with the Infamous 2 guys having, like, because the, the people that they brought aren't necessarily their PR guys. No. And their, they um, the dev team. They've got dev yeah. team people. We were, a- we were able to actually give dev feedback for Infamous 2 yeah. to one of the guys who's a lead dev on the game. That's, we were like... And he immediately, he's like, ooh, that's he's a really like, that's good a idea. Good idea. I'm going to go do that. Work on so, that. Yeah. So, yeah, so, yeah, I mean, I, I do this in the panels that I moderate um, a lot of times is I I on purpose don't set up a big like PowerPoint for the first 40 minutes or whatever right. because it's the only opportunity the consumer has a chance to ask questions directly 
to those that are in the industry. You don't have to, yeah. hey, send your questions in for my interview so I don't have to be a real journalist. It's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was, that was a little bit of a slam. I shouldn't say that. Um, but it, it's it's it yeah. It's direct access to those that are creating your favorite things. And so let's let let you have the floor. This is your show, and um, and 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 more as the ex- the repeat exhibitors especially learn. Sometimes there's a bit of an education process with the first time exhibitors. They, they think it's every other trade show in the world, um, but. Uh, those that have been around know it's it's, and they bring they bring the dev team and, and they, they 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 interact and it, it's it just it, we're home. Yeah, I think right it also now. needs Definitely. to remind those companies that the purpose that they're making the games for it's not for the press, it's not for the retailers. You're not doing all this work to sell it to them. You're doing it to sell it to the actual consumer who's going to be playing it and buying it. We're the yeah. ones putting money in your because pockets. you know that the retailers as much as they uh, they don't they don't show the the appreciation that the fans do yeah yes they're re- those retailers are in business because these games exist but they're to them it's just numbers and it's not the entertainment that we get out of it we look at it as fans and we're like we appreciate the work that goes into it and that, i think that's why they briv- bring like the dev teams to something like this because when you're stuck on a dev team, you can get kind of lost in the shuffle, and it, you, it, get you, s- you get tunnel vision. Yeah. You start slogging through it, and then you come out to a place like this where people are like, "This game fucking rocks," and you realize that it's because you know these devs get a chance to see, "I did that," yeah, I, and they like it. I yeah. hear you know? all the time that dev teams get re-energized, yeah, uh, about it, and they go back and just hit that game even harder with all the feedback and and just, oh god, I okay, let's let's buckle down on this. So. I am I am going to fall asleep into this that's mic. Absolutely. You're going to hear a thud. No, yeah. And I hate to do that to you, but I, I think this is a nice little... Uh, I was actually going to wrap awesome. it up anyway, yeah. so that's perfect. <laughs> I Thank appreciate you, you having much. me on. Absolutely. Thanks we appreciate joining. you joining Thank us. You. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, sorry, I, I started working a little blue. No, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Next time I'll come on with Tourette's, I'll really work blue. <laughs> we can just some alcohol. Will that help? Uh, well, yeah, actually it will. I well, think that's I- next. In this case, if you'd give me alcohol... I would have fallen asleep. Uh, but yeah. if you get me alcohol when I'm, I'm euphoric, and then, then, then you lose the filter, and then so. I end up fired, and then I'll never be able to be on your podcast again. <laughs> or you'd be more able to be on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, then you could be on every episode. Then, it's, uh, so. Yeah, it's, it's Jeff After Dark. <laughs> I'll wear a after smoking jacket. Hot. All right. <laughs> well, since it's just a smoking jacket, please. Just a smoking jacket. <laughs> I can't forget my leather chaps. I'm wearing those. Lesbians, lesbians. You too? No, that's <laughs> an, I'm, I, you're un, you're misunderstanding the purpose of that I'm word. I'm a lesbian. I love women. Yeah, but when you're loving Jeff, that's not lesbian. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on what I'm wearing. <laughs> How much makeup I have on? All right. Well, I'm not going to bother going through all the usual end of episode bullshit because this is our bonus episode. Fo- fo- follow on Facebook and this Twitter and, secret, and uh, send feedback in the forums, and we want to hear from you. And, and Falcon Punch. Pax people, put a link on the Pax Entertainment Twitter feed for me, mm-hmm. please. I have no control over promote. that. I don't even know who runs that, to be honest. Cross I promote. You just suggest your coworkers listen to it. There you go. I'm not even the most Twitter. Tweet, tweet followed. I'm not. I don't have the most followers in the office. Oh, obviously, Mike. Well, and Jerry I, do, I was gonna say. Even, uh, once once you remove yourself from Mike and Jerry, the 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 rest of us that are 
running the, not running, but you know, yeah, in charge of our various domains within the company. Um, yeah, Kiko's probably the most popular after us. Of course, he appears in the strip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's a, a lot. <laughs> once you could become canonical, there we go. Wow, yeah, there you I'm go. Impressed I was able to say it. Then you get more cred. All right, all right. Thank you again for Thanks joining us. Much. Thank you, Christina, for being on the show. Uh, thank you, thank Mike you. Tron, for two episodes in a row. Woo. And uh, we're out. Uh,